Is that on? Are we live? Yeah, we're live. Yeah. Oh my god. I know, I know, that's how it goes, isn't it? Well, hello and welcome if anybody's listening. Uh, and if you are, thank you very much. Um, welcome to our first and possibly only podcast. Indeed. <laughs> I'm Danny Stack. I'm Tim Clegg. And uh, we're two um, modestly successful screenwriters, and we thought it would be a bit of a giggle to um, do a screenwriting podcast for the UK. Yeah, I mean, you were saying in your research, Danny, you, there's a there's not as many podcasts as there used to be. Sam and Jim, it's gone quiet from them, which it's is gone. a big, Legends. big shame. We love them, yeah. Uh, and you and you saying there wasn't many UK-based no podcasts yeah. for, for for writers. No, I mean, when you say my research, you mean my five minutes of doing a, an internet um, yeah, research. Um, yeah, exactly. But basically, there used to be quite a few, I thought. But then when I checked up, there didn't seem to be any. Um, there was a few people doing live stream broadcasts, which is very cool, which is live videos. Um, but the old UK screenwriting podcast seemed to be overlooked. So I thought, who better to give it a go than the Timster with, his, right. with his fancy mic? I know, I know. I hope it's working all right. So what we're going to do, we're going to try and keep these quite focused, quite tight, a lot of energy in them. And each week have a little look at what's going on, what's caught our eye and have some musings together and some debates about the writing world. Yes, anything Tim says I'll disagree with, basically. <laughs> which Good. Is, which is par for the course for us, I think. Right, let's crack on then. Um, screenwriting news, I suppose the only um, main bit of screenwriting news that's caught everybody's attention this week is the um, abolition of the UK Film Council. Or oh, feels good to say abolition, but it's not good that bit of news, I don't think. Well... Is it or isn't it? Because there's, what I've been seeing people talking about online is falling into one or two camps. Some people are saying it's a shame it looks bad for Britain as well, internationally, because yeah. there's only one market for film yeah. and cinema, and that's worldwide market, mm -hmm. and it looks bad on that stage. However, other people, I guess people, amateur filmmakers, beginners, people on the way up, are saying, what did they ever do for us? Yeah. You know, it all went into admin. Yeah. Um, it was really supporting either people that uh, had already made it and, you know, could stand on their own two feet anyway. Yeah. Or it was supporting uh, films that didn't need supporting in terms of they probably, they, they didn't, there was an audience for them. Yeah. So it was all a waste of time. Mm. Now, probably... As with all these things, it's not as black and white as that. No. Well, I think it's easy to lob criticism at the Film Council, certainly. Uh, over the years, I've not um, agreed with some of their decisions. Um, re rejecting me, for example. How could, mm. how could they mm. even possibly mm. think? Well, not, it, well, yeah, they get some things right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I used to script read for them as well a few years ago. and But even that wasn't such a thrilling experience. Uh, you know, uh, I think you get the sense that, that a lot of it is red tape and showbiz politics and all the rest of it. However... My initial response to the news was one of kind of surprise and disappointment because I'm thinking more of all the money they put into training and education uh, for new filmmakers or emerging filmmakers. Mm. Uh, me, especially now, I think I'm at the right kind of time where I'm worthy of their uh, attention and mm. their support. And now that's gone. Yeah. Or it's going to be put into some one person or two people in the British Film Institute and it's like, well, good luck with getting their attention. Yeah. Uh, so I'm a bit disappointed with that and the local screen agencies and all the short film schemes and all that kind of stuff. I think it's e too easy to be a bit cynical about, well, they never gave me money because 
you know, that I suppose that's just an endemic British trait. I'm not too sure, but I don't know. I, 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 I feel me, a bit mixed, but at the, at the same time, I think it's a bad thing. But let me just reflect back to you the official statement, which says there's still money for film. Mm. So that money's still going to be there, but it's not going to be channeled through the UK Film Council. It's going to be channeled through other bodies. Yeah. The idea of that, of course, is cutting back on duplicate offices, duplicate personnel mm. so that there's more money for the arts because i'm imagining it might some bits of it might go through the arts council for instance now yeah. will that happen you know this is the question isn't it? it who knows who knows because annoying. well because it's hard to track that money when you can't see it when it's with the film council at least you know where it is and you can say where's my bit or whatever mm. as you're saying there but that's the line is that the money will still be there it just won't be into admin mm. but we'll have to, no we won't know that for another year will we yeah no it's, it's difficult to know what the implications are at this short stage from the news being announced i mean it did seem to come out of the blue and as a surprise for everybody well you know, you know danny i've been working in in games for six months mm. being a writer for for a big pc game and uh, there they were, They were just before the um, election, we had the uh, old chancellor up in the offices looking around because that company, Real Time Worlds up in Scotland, was really trying to get uh, the same breaks for games mm -hmm. as for film. Saying that we got nothing, you know, as games, games companies, we get nothing, look at this support for film, we make more money mm. than film in games industry and so on. So part of me is like, well... Hang on a minute. Did we is 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 that whole ethos of protecting film, protecting cinema, is 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 even that sense to be out of date? Just playing devil's advocate there. Do we even need anything like that? Can't it stand on its own two feet? And if it can't, after a hundred years, mm -hmm. what's the what's the point? Yeah. No. I mean, independent film certainly has you know managed to get by beforehand, and it will manage to get by. Yeah. Now, it's just. Um, it certainly was a helping hand that was very useful. And even if we aren't in the position now to receive their type of high profile funding, who's to say that we wouldn't in the future? And, you know, so that's why I'm not really on side of the cynical. Um, but most of their money didn't go into funding films. Remember, it was into digital screens, um, into industry support and big slate support for larger companies mm. in the in the UK not it's not it wasn't really for a, a big level if you look at the figures it wasn't really for smaller independent filmmakers at all mm. so in many ways wasn't it just a, a, a an organization there to keep the status quo of the cinema business yeah no they certainly took some um safe decisions as well in terms of how they associated themselves with some leading productions you know Harry Potter and and other kind of films that they can claim as UK films like James Bond are, mm. are no. really UK films. It's no. great for UK crew and UK crew are amazing, I think. Um, but yeah, there's there's a few discrepancies or a few curious things amongst it all. But that's the red tape and that's the politics of it. You can't avoid it. No, I don't think anybody else would have done a better job. You know, I think when Tanya Sagatian um, took over as head of head of film count the head of development a few years ago she was very good news i think and she still is obviously um and tim bevan chief mm, officer mm. bevan from work in yeah, yeah. um you know they're, they're the right people you want 
leading the film council and now it's going to be taken away and so I don't know who's going to fill their boots and um well those those people will still be working of course that's the good news within and the still industry be in Britain yeah. and they'll still be working mm-hmm. so it's not like though they've disappeared it, it so I, I don't know. I'll be watching with interest, I suppose, is how I feel about it. Mm. But in the day-to-day life, I can't think it's going to affect me. That's how I, that's <laughs> no. how I feel about well, it. Well, for anybody new emerging or in the middle ground, which we are safely kind of in yeah. that bracket, no, it's not going to affect us at all. In the uh, short term. In the short term. But, and we'll only wait and see. But, for you know, if you're somebody like Ed Bloom, who's just made scenes of a sexual nature mm, for yeah. 80 grand, whatever, yeah. or London to Brighton for 70 grand, um, yeah. Paul and Anderson, wasn't it? Um, what? Williams, Paul Williams. Was it? But what? But, you know, without the film council there, they wouldn't have been able to finish or distribute. Yeah, or... but that's a self, that's a, that's just a self-sustaining ec- ec- economy that you're propping up. Mm. Well, what I'm saying is, say I became really like the world's expert origami folder, right? <laughs> Which I'm not. I can see you up in but the I, office, But yeah. I, I, I'd love to be, right? But say that I was, and then I'd say, right, I've trained for three years at folding origami. Where's the origami council to support me? People go, well, there's no work for origami folders. Why did you do that? Mm. The point is where, if these, it, 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 do you see what I'm saying? It was just supporting, it was, maybe it was just supporting itself, which is to say, well, there isn't. There just isn't those kind of mid-range films. They just can't support themselves. They needed propping up. But were they? was it going anywhere ever? Mm. Or should we be looking to TV to do that anyway yeah. uh, without getting into the big TV picture? But do you know what I mean? It, mm. it may be, maybe it's, it's, it was just sustaining itself. Yes, possibly. I think ultimately, though, what it's done for me is it's just made a scary time for all of us just a little bit scarier. <laughs> Um, in terms well, good. Of, well, thank, yeah, and thanks to the government for that. Added, yeah, and thank uh, you, Jeremy impetus. Hunt, uh, <laughs> for, that, for that brilliant piece of politics. All right, let's move on then, okay, Danny, well, to yeah. happier times good because news. we want to talk about if the film council isn't there. Yeah, what are the schemes? What are the ways are there for writers that need that uh, structure to their lives, if you like, of getting stuff out there, getting it into competitions? Yes. So we've got no more cinema extreme. No. From the film council, of course, anyway. So what else is there out there? Now, I've been running something this week uh, for short film yeah. called um, My One Word. And we had the development day this week, which yeah. was really, really excellent. And we had Gary Young, who was the writer of Harry Brown with Michael Caine. He came down and gave a great talk. Brilliant. And I think that's a good scheme and maybe shows the kind of the future of it, which is it was run by a production company down in Bournemouth here, White Lantern, and they got together little bits of money from around the place to mm-hmm. run that to run that scheme. Now, there's nothing to stop other people getting together and doing that similar kind of thing. And they are, of course. And maybe that's the way of doing it, which is getting different pots of money, bringing them together and making some great shorts. Yeah. No, I think the good news is that there are always um, schemes and prizes out there um, that exist independently of any kind of broadcaster or Mm. organisation. You know, um, I'm heavily involved with the Red Planet Prize, which is, you know, picking up from what you just said there about, you know, you can just get out there and and, and try and organise something. I literally just email Tony Jordan uh, because I had his email address and and suggested there should be a, a competition like the Red Planet Prize and he agreed and so then it became and it's been a great success so that's going on the deadline actually for this year's competition is midnight on the 31st so I presume anybody listening which I hope you're still there John Marie Mary <laughs> um, that you've got your first 10 pages going uh, but there are other 
schemes like Channel 4 is coming up, which is mm. broadcasted, but it's run by a touch paper. Um, there was a recent one, Electric um, Cinema, something to do with um, the Electric Cinema in London, which was a short film scheme thingy. There was Ridley Scott's Kevin Thingamajiggy's Life in a Day yeah, just yeah, last week, yeah. which seemed like an interesting kind of way to kind of utilise new yeah, media, yeah, yeah. the digital revolution of the 21st century, all that kind of stuff. Um, so if you're a new and an emerging screenwriter or filmmaker wondering where am I going to get my break, who's going to read my work, mm. how am I going to get you know noticed, then these prizes and schemes do exist. They're worth putting in for, even though the majority of us obviously... Well, look, I mean, I still enter the Red Planet myself. Yes. And the reason for that is, it's just... I got that structure. Mm. So, as you know, we've talked about it many times, Danny. I'm not a big fan of TV. Yeah. <laughs> or music. Or music. <laughs> so I don't really know what I'm doing in the media, no. right, in Britain. No. But anyway, um, but I do do the Red Planet because it forces me to do it. Mm. So at least once a year, get my head down and try and write something decent, 60 minute, yeah. for TV. Mm -hmm. So for that, it's great anyway. Because, of course, I'm building up my spec script pile mm -hmm. each year. Uh, one of the people on um, the uh, development day said, uh, I challenged myself to write uh, a feature film script in a year, every year for 10 years. And he's done it. Mm -hmm. In fact, he's got 13 now. Wow. And just having that discipline, having that structure, either setting it yourself Perhaps that's hard because you can cheat yourself, but having a, a deadline there is just great for writers anyway. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't almost matter what competition it is, I suppose, is what I'm saying. Yeah. It's actually doing it that matters. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I've put in for a coming up, which I hate to say it really because it automatically jinxes you. But, you know, I think it's, as you say, it's just good for yeah. putting in for competitions and schemes and see how you go. Um, so all is not lost. Film Council was a great... Um, way to get in and support but there are other things out there but basically as well I mean Tim you've been heavily involved with internet series you've written yeah. produced and directed um, Mr Vista which is yeah. very popular yeah. online yeah um, kind of how many episodes did you do in the end well we've just done some more up to that point there was 20 and we've done about another five to finish it off so uh, 25 episodes in all um, but you just went out there and did it. Went out there and did it. But what's good news about it is it's uh, it pays for itself now. Mm. So it is self-funding. Um, so I'm not losing money. We're not talking lots of money here, obviously. No, we're not talking <laughs> lots of money here at all. But, we're, you know, we could pay, you know, for people to come down, get the equipment. It's not out of my pocket is mm. what I mean. Um, it, it goes into a separate Mr. Vista account, yeah. which causes the bank no end of amusement, I'm sure. <laughs> um, and and, and it's 2p and left in it now because we've just done the new ones. But, you know, there it is. So what I'm saying is it can be done. Yeah. Even if you've not got much, mm -hmm. you might be able to break even with these films. So, uh, yeah, there's really, it's just joining together, getting out there and doing it. I mean, what am I the... I was at a wedding a few years ago and I was sitting next to someone from the music industry and they were bemoaning, obviously, uh, piracy and the, uh, and the impact on the industry. And they were sort of saying, well, look, you know, um, you know, in two years uh, uh, time, there might not be any music. I was like, it's just ridiculous. Mm. What are you saying? In two years time, there might not be a music industry. But if, you know, someone wants to play and someone wants to listen, which they will, then there's music. Mm. And I feel that way about the film. 
No, even if there's no, right, no film UK Film Council. What if there's no UK film industry? Sod it. I'm going to be still making it. You're going to still be making stuff. People are still going to want to see it. Mm. We'll we'll work it out. We'll find a way to find do it. Way. And that's the energy we should have now when our backs are against the wall. Well, that's the difference between the people who make it and the people who don't is people just get entrenched in the rejection and the misery of it and nothing happens and you just give up. And mm. I think there are other people who just get on with it, do it yourself. I just finished a short film. Uh, James Morn and Daniel Turner did Girl Number no. 9 last year right. uh, on online and they just did it specifically online for themselves. Um, there are lots of internet web series out there. Uh, some are good, some are great, some are poor. Mm. Uh, but it's just a good way of getting out there and doing it. Grab a camera. Oh, other things though. I mean, if you're not in, if you if you haven't got that equipment, you're not that way. You know, you're not techn technically minded. You don't want to get into all that. Mm -hmm. You do a comic. Exactly. You know, write a cartoon series. Mm. Um, do a podcast. Do a podcast. <laughs> well, you know what I mean, though. Why not? Anything, isn't it? Yeah. It's anything. Just keep doing it. Keep and don't asking for permission to be successful no. you know demand that you are take it yes right let's we wrap it up then um uh danny we thought it'd be quite a good idea to just end on some of the cool things that we've been seeing from different types of media this week that have caught our eye what what's yours uh well this week uh, on sunday night there was um a small kind of uh, opening of a series called Sherlock, and I'm not sure if anybody's heard of that or, or seen it. But no, I uh, heard of it, but I didn't even say <laughs> it. I forgot no, it was on. It's the big new BBC thing, um, updating Sherlock for the modern day, putting him in, in the 21st century in London, starring Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, Martin Freeman, and directed by Paul McGuigan, who did Lucky Number Seven and oh, yeah. Gangster Number One. He directed really well. Right, it was right. very nice. Uh, but that caught my eye because that was great fun. It was an hour and a half, and it just felt like a half an hour long. Uh, the first five minutes, actually, I, I didn't think I was going to enjoy it. Um, it started off with a bit of a cliche of Martin Freeman kind of uh, having nightmares and, and waking himself bolt upright in bed, which nobody does, even when they're having the most horrid of nightmares. Um, and then he bumps into a character who leads him to Sherlock Holmes quite conveniently. Um, and we never see that character again. I hope he comes back because that was it was just a bit... I was just thinking, oh, no, this is a bit too... Oh. Mm. But then once Sherlock arrived and Benedict Cumberbatch is brilliant. He used to, he played Sherlock or not? He played Sherlock Her Hawkins. He played Stephen Hawkins a few years oh, ago. Oh yeah, yeah, in the, in the drama. Yeah, he was thing, great. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I actually went on uh, on the lash with him in Belfast one time when I won the Tony Doyle Award years ago. Uh, very nice man. See, can I'm, I I'm name dropping. Can I just say? I'm yeah. Name can I just say? <laughs> we didn't agree, right. but I just I just assumed that it was going to be a kind of a lovey free yeah. zone podcast. No, we, we'll edit that out. All right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, how did it compare to Guy Ritchie's uh, Sherlock Holmes remake? Did you watch? Did you see that? I haven't, out, like, I haven't seen right, it. All right, that might be interesting compare and contrast because I mean that's that's kind of got the updated style, yes. but still I think the this, original settings. Yeah, I think this is more Doctor Who on Baker Street type thing rather than. <laughs> Guy, <laughs> Guy was that how it was pitched? You think? Well, maybe. Well, was that how it felt? It's like, got Stephen like... Moffat, who's obviously head writer of yeah, Doctor yeah, Who, yeah. and it's got all his trademarks of why he's a brilliant writer. Right. I mean, nobody does pace and humour and and structure and dialogue quite like him. Oh, um, right. Check that out. And Mark Gatiss as well, who's always been a great writer. And yeah. He was he acted in this one, and it was just really good fun. A Sunday night, perfect. Um, so I really enjoy that. Yeah. Good, good. Well, I've been. Um, I'm going to pick something different. 
because only because I just thought about it now actually from what we talked about before. I've just been playing a game. It's came out um, last year. It's called Infamous. All right. And uh, what's interesting about that is. Um, they've obviously virtually split it right down the middle. Central character can go one or two ways, dependent upon your actors. You become a, a sort of a hero in this ruined city, or you become a kind of a anti-hero mm-hmm. and become infamous. And I think that's a nice um, bit of writing in terms of the structure that they must have had to put in to do that. And it almost makes me want to play it twice, if you like, playing the character in uh, in two different ways. Sequel coming out soon, so I'm, I'm going to check that out as well. But, um, yeah, I've been really enjoying some of the writing in games recently, actually. The way that they've tackled uh, the kind of interactive nature of, of those projects and got to grips with what is a character like when you play it as a person. So, of course, like with Sherlock, it's that... They've written that character and that's it. And what, what happens if you're Sherlock and how do you cope with all the things that you can do mm-hmm. and the stress on, on writers thinking of all that sort of stuff. So um, this just a sort of begin. I think it's just at the beginning of that. And I think this kind of good versus evil in one character is an interesting start to it. So I've been playing that. I recommend other people check that out if they can. You can buy it or it's online, which... Uh, yeah, it's on all formats. All oh, cool. formats, all consoles, PC right. and so on. Nice. All right, draw it to the end then. Yeah, okay. Well, um, I suppose this could be our only podcast if nobody listens. Mm, so I suppose mm. we should ask people to email us if they want to... Email us, did they like it? What do they want to hear? If you want us to do another one, Longer basically. one, shorter one. What what works best for you? Yeah, because we don't know what we're When do doing. you listen to it? When do you listen to it? Is it on the train so you want it a bit longer? Or... Do you want a five minute, five minute sessions where we, we, you know, we just sort of chat about something very, very focused? Maybe look at some, some key sound questions. Bites. Yeah. Yes. Sound now bites. Tim's got all the nice gear. He's got like three monitors. I'm looking at, and he's got this lovely microphone. I did. I had no idea. I knew he was the right guy, but I had no idea he had yeah, like yeah, all the proper yeah. stuff. Anyway, so um, <laughs> well, you can email me at dstack30 at gmail.com um, or Tim, I presume. You yeah, email on. me, tim at projectorfilms.com. Um, so if you have listened, thank you very much. I hope we haven't babbled on too much and uh, hopefully see you next time. Yeah, cheers.